This is an AMI podcast. I cannot let you burn me up, nor can I resist you. No mere human can stand in a fire and not be consumed. Welcome. This is AMI Audiobook Review on AMI Audio, and thanks for listening to the podcast where we talk all things audiobooks. The quote of the week that we started off with, and as it is February, we've been picking from some classic quotes, classic romance novels. Maybe you know the quote, but not the book, and maybe you know the literature, but not the quote. So today's quote, which has a bit of a fiery theme to it, was from the book called Possession by A. S. Bayet. And, you know, some of these books, I am very intrigued to check it out just because I'm trying to contextualize where the scene is, what this romance context is based on just the quote. And I know, I know it's a pretty uh, parallel concept to judging a book by its cover, but hey, what can we say? The quotes draw you in. Let's start with a look at the CELA homepage. This is from CELALibrary.ca. That's C-E-L-A library.ca. And on the homepage, they have three featured titles. For the last little while, we've been checking out Our Darkest Night by Jennifer Robson. This is a multicultural fiction. Also, we have Their Plant Eyes by M. Leona Godin. This is a blindness and visual impairment category. And last but not least, we have Danger in Numbers by Heather Graham. Suspense and thriller for anyone out there who's like, I'm just really not feeling romance all through February. So there you go. There's your uh, suspense and thriller for the day. And I think we're going to get into some more suspense and thriller later on with our guests. So we're going to get a dose of that for sure. But I want to talk to you a little bit about one of the blog posts on Sila. So it's not necessarily an announcement. It actually is a bit more like going back to basics uh, because from this blog post, we're discussing Dolphin Easy Reader, what it is and why it matters. And the reason why I want to bring this up is not only because it's the latest post on Sela, but because it is a wonderful piece of technology for accessible reading, for print disability folks out there. And it's honestly keeping up with the times really, really well. So I'll read straight from this blog post, uh, but I'm going to you know, pause here and there to tell you a little bit about my experience with Sila. So you ready? If you're new to Sila or exploring accessible reading options, you might be curious about the term Dolphin Easy Reader. Dolphin Easy Reader is an accessible reading app many users find essential for reading Sila's books. Do you own a smartphone or iPad? Are you someone with a learning disability, an educator? Well, if you are one of these, you would want to learn more about Dolphin Easy Reader. It is the following, a reading app for people with learning and visual disabilities, a way to get books without having to make trips to the mailbox or phone calls to the contact center, a way to quickly search and get titles. It's a program that reads text out loud as you follow along visually, and it's free. 
Awesome. Dolphin, to tell you a little bit about the company, is a company that creates accessible reading apps for people that have visual or learning disabilities. Dolphin makes the Easy Reader app. And SELA, as we know, is a nonprofit organization that provides books for Canadians with print disabilities. And this is a separate entity from Dolphin. But because of this collaboration, we have now both sides of the coin working together. And it's really, really great. So with Dolphin Easy Reader, you can get books within five minutes or less. You can customize your reading experience with tools that let you enlarge the font, change reading speed, choose the contrast that you best prefer, or bookmark pages. This is really great for low vision readers as well. You can search and get your own books on the app or use Sela's automatic selection service, which I really wasn't aware of of myself. So this is kind of cool to choose books for you on a weekly or monthly basis. And you can bring books with you wherever you go, because of course it is your smartphone, your internet access, and there is offline reading available to you. You can also use TalkBack or VoiceOver, two of the screen readers on the Android and iOS platforms pretty seamlessly. And here's a bonus for you Braille users out there. You can connect a Braille display to use the app and read books in Braille if you choose so. So there's a great quick start guide if you want to check out Dolphin Easy Reader and start using it for the first time uh, or familiarize yourself with the app. You can follow the steps in the quick users guide and that is available on CELA. Again, C-E-L-A-Library.ca. All right, Nazreen, that's all I have to share with everyone thus far. Let's jump over to you because you want to talk a little bit about what's trending with the audiobook world. Yeah, so Vogue posted an article on nine writers sharing their book recommendations for Black History Month. Yes, we're continuing this. So starting off with Mallory Blackman highlighting The Upper World by Fernie Vodogba. She says, quote, I love the way the story explores quantum physics temporal theories and characters with real concerns, all in a very accessible way. The Upper World is a thought-provoking, provocative, and entertaining read, end quote. Writer Natasha Brown recommends Black Looks by Bell Hooks. She says, quote, after reading it, I found myself looking at things differently, and I think it takes a special book to alter how we see the world, end quote. Couldn't agree with you more. Benjamin Zephania picked The Master of Chaos and Other Fables by Pauline Melville. He says, quote, there is love, politics, compassion, magic, and humor, which uh, all ends with a very touching story of a homeless man who stumbles across the horror at Grenfell Tower, end quote. Jade LB recommends All About Love by Bell Hooks. Author Caleb Azuma Nelson highlights all the names given by Raymond Antrobus. Caleb says, quote, each poem in the collection quietly bursts through with warmth, beauty, and honesty, a must read, end quote. Next, we have Bolu Babalola recommending selected poems by Nikki Giovanni. Yursa Daily Ward advises us to read Don't Let Me Be Lonely by Claudia Rankine. She tells us, quote, Don't Let Me Be Lonely is both classic and contemporary. It covers so many themes, love, loneliness, family, death, health, grief, and race. I found myself wooing at the pages, resting, coming back for more, end quote. 
Author Jasmine Lee Jones recommends the great album by Kevin Young. She says, quote, it is dows and blues and jazz and hip hop and somehow manages to be as compellingly musical as the storytelling tradition it describes, end quote. And I will finally mention Alex Weedle recommending The Fortune Men by Nadifa Muhammad. Alex mentions that, quote, she wonderfully describes the racism and colonial arrogance of the day. For me, Black History Month was made for narratives like the fortune men, end quote. So great picks here, great writers, and uh, that's it for me. I'm Ramia Amadin, host of the show here with Nazreen Abdel-Majid, and it's time for pause or play, everybody. So let's get to this book. This was one of the recommendations uh, from Nazreen's list, actually, and as February is Black History Month, let's celebrate and recognize some Black writers. And in the context of love for Valentine's Day, we're coming full circle, and the title is All About Love. New Visions and a Love Song to the Nation by Bell Hooks. This was released in the year 2000. So let's get to the synopsis. All About Love reveals what causes a polarized society and how to heal the divisions that cause suffering. Here is the truth about love and inspiration to help us instill caring, compassion, and strength in our homes, schools, and workplaces. The word love is most often defined as a noun, yet we would all love better if we used it as a verb, writes Bell Hooks, as she comes out fighting and on fire in All About Love. The word love is most often defined as a noun, yet we would all love better if we used it as a verb, writes Bell Hooks, as she comes out fighting and on fire in All About Love. Here, at her most provocative and intensely personal, renowned scholar, cultural critic, and feminist, Bell Hooks offers a proactive new ethic for a society bereft with lovelessness. Not the lack of romance, but the lack of care, compassion, and unity. People are divided, she declares, but society's failure to provide a model for learning to love is the problem. Raising a cultural paradigm that the ideal love is infused with sex and desire, she provides a new path to love that's sacred, redemptive, and healing for individuals and for a nation. The Utnet reader declared Bell Hooks one of the 100 most visionaries that could change your life. All About Love is a powerful, timely affirmation of just how profoundly her revelations can change hearts and minds for the better. Jumping over to our roundtable to press pause or play. Nazreen, do you press pause or play on this listen? I would play because this is a, this is a different book. It's not. It's about confronting feminism, and I think it focuses on feminism according to Jade L.B. Um, so... I think I would I would go for it for sure. Okay, so the angle at which the author is writing in um and with that feminist kind of underlying theme you would press pause or play. Okay, that's a great take. Now Sarah, our guest of the day, pause or play on this book. Pause. Oh, she's not necessarily feeling it right now. Okay. My take is a uh, play. I've actually downloaded the book and it's ready to be read because I think that 
It's just a tap into the way that we're communicating as a whole right now, societally, as well as, you know, individually. We're going through some major communication shifts because of the pandemic, because of some of the learnings that we're going through right now. And Mm. that is leading me to think that there could be some profound learnings through this book. Um, I'm not necessarily familiar with this author or her style of writing, but I do think that it's intriguing and engaging as it is. Uh, The synopsis, the concept of love, the um, learnings that we should be taking away, even just the the point that she made, use it as a verb and not a noun, right? That to me is a very profound statement. So I'm super curious about it. All right. The voice that you heard from is that of Sarah Patel because we're checking in with an avid audiobook listener. We're opening up the space on AMI Audiobook Review to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. So that's a lot of things to do, Sarah, and we're going to squeeze it all in with you. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on, and I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great, doing lots of talk already. So I want to start with you because you're an enthusiastic recommender of audiobooks. But before we get to your recommendation, I do want to put you through the AR listening skill. Okay, this is what we call it. We want to get to know you as a listener. So these are A or B. You don't have to be one or the other, but it's what you most identify with. So are you A, a lazy listener? So I could really listen more, but I'm too busy on Netflix or other things in life. Or B, pile them on. If you toss me the recommendations, I'll listen to all of it. Which one do you identify with? That's a tricky one because I go through phases of A and B. (laughs) (laughs) Told you, it wasn't going to be easy. (laughs) But I think I'm more towards B because I'm not not a Netflixer, as you might know. Uh, okay. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're taking the recommendations more often. Now, A, are you a sleeper? I really want to listen more, but I actually fall asleep too often listening to books. Or B, these two are completely unrelated, but B, speed racing. I only listen to books at 1.5x plus speed or more. <laughs> uh, that's my normal. <laughs> <laughs> so B, I'm assuming? Yes, all my books are at 1.5, whether I'm reading them for leisure or to fall asleep to. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes uh, when people are over and they hear how fast you've been listening to your audiobook because you played it out loud for some reason, um, it's always wonderful to get the reactions of others. There's people who have said, yep, no, that's that sounds normal to me. That's how I listen. I'm like, you guys know this is at like 1.5, right? And then others who are like, how do you listen to books that fast, that is, you're missing everything. You're missing the performance. So you're on my page, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get that all the time too. They're like, oh, do you even understand what they're saying? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we may have to read it, you know, reread the book a few times over, but that's a whole thing, a whole different thing altogether. Yeah. So I want to ask you, um, is there a favorite place in your home or a favorite way that you enjoy listening to audiobooks? Do you have it as part of a routine? So I listen to my audiobooks on my phone and therefore my phone's always with me. Um, so I guess for sure falling asleep and waking up in the morning, just depending what I'm doing throughout the day, I will have it on and it's on the go so I can listen wherever, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Car rides, transit, that kind of thing. Pretty prevalent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. That's great. Uh, definitely an earbud person. How about genres? Um, we've been featuring romance quotes to kick off the show with throughout February, but then we also have some suspense thrillers uh, that we're, we've been highlighting throughout the month as well. So there's a, a bit of a duo theme going on, but do you have a go-to genre? I think I'm more of a uh, thriller romance. Yeah, that's normally my go-to. So it's perfect. It's thriller and romance. The both things that we've yeah. been putting in. Nazreen, what a coincidence, and, and huh? Suspense. <laughs> and suspense. Perfect. Perfect. It's perfect timing. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to talking about the author that you want to tell us about today, um, what's the one thing about a book that draws you in before anything else? And this could be different for different people, right? Like characters or setting or the genre itself or maybe just the synopsis or the fact that it was recommended by somebody and, and you want to check it out. What is it for you? What makes you want to check out a book or keep reading it? Yeah, so for sure. I normally don't even read the synopsis, to be quite honest. Uh, wow. I would say 80% of the times. I go based on titles. And if I do like a title, I will listen to just the beginning of the book just to see if I like the narration. So for me, it's more about the human narration and, and the voice. If I don't like the person that is reading the book, like doing the audio, I will lose interest. Hmm. And how, like in your experience, have you listened long before saying, nope, I got to put this one away? Or have you given, you know, have you felt that you've been given, giving fair chances to the narrators? So there's been a few times where I've kind of listened to a chapter or two and then I've not been interested and then I've been like, nope. Um, I Sometimes I just need to listen to like the first couple words and I'm like, no, <laughs> unless it's a recommendation. <laughs> Unless it's been a recommendation and like someone has said, you really need to read this book, then I will sort of pull through. Grit your teeth. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and then that person's like a voice will grow on me. But for the most part, there are certain I can um, remember their names off of my head. But when I normally look at the title, I normally uh, see who it's narrated by. I'm very that biased. Is- yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, the the thing is, engagement is something that is very, very individual, right? So you might, um, like you said, you don't necessarily go to the synopsis first, whereas some of us, like, I can never pick up a book without reading the synopsis. Never, ever. I have no clue what the, because titles are meant to be engaging or witty or, you know, something like to pull you in, but I have no idea what I'm going to get myself into. So I must either A, get a full synopsis, not not like spoiler, but full synopsis of the, the book that I'm going to uh, dig into, or it has to be a legit recommendation from somebody that I know well. And then I could say, okay, cool, I'll read the book. But for you, because you're bypassing all of that for the most part, um, you really do rely on how quickly the book draws you in straight from the get-go. Yeah, for sure. But if I definitely like that author, then I'll go and read all the other books that are available to me in audio. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. So speaking of which, this is one of these authors we're going to talk about today. Um, you're give us some recommendations, but in general, you're recommending the author here, Karen Rose. So tell us a little bit about what kind of writing Karen Rose does. So Karen Rose's writing is um, thriller and romance. 
And um, it, most of all her books are detective based. So, um, so and, suspense thriller. <clears throat> yes, yeah, suspense thriller. Yeah. And so the, the series that I have kind of over read and read multiple times and sometimes even use as background noise. It's all about different detectives or people that work in the law. Um, but they all kind of, it, so it's a, it continues and they are, it, she always ties it in with sometimes the last book. But it's really interesting because I feel like you also learn a lot of how, for example, um, in the U.S., how like the court systems and, the, and uh, criminal law works and things like that. So you... You mentioned that it could connect to the the last book, like the former book of the series, but doesn't necessarily have to. So are there books that you could just pick up in the middle, you know, pick up book three or book five or book seven and not necessarily have to have read it from the beginning in sequence? Absolutely. So what normally happens is that um, in like, let's say the first book, she will introduce a character very briefly but then you'll get to know about that character in the next book but if you just are like me and going off based on titles you can pretty much um, pick up any of the books from the series and read it you might there will be some reference to previous books but it's not so connected that you can still uh, continue to read and and understand what it is but that will also get you kind of get you intrigued like oh wait where's this reference coming from Mm. or something like that so then you might want to be yeah go and read the other series kind of know so it's pretty self-contained but at the end of the day you will gain more context now what does that do for you as a reader did you actually start from book one of the series that you're referencing or did you start somewhere in the middle and then go back i believe i did start from book one you you don't know because you've now reread it a bunch of times (laughs) exactly but no, yeah, I, no I totally get book that one I definitely read book one but then I think I skipped book two and then read book three and then I was like wait a second I think something's missing because what happens um in these they have there's a bit of romance right so mm-hmm. when a detective is investigating a case you know they end up you know meeting like a witness or someone that's involved in the investigation and then that leads to something more and if also in like the previous book if there is already a couple and they're now they're being mentioned in this book then you're like oh wait um what's going on right yeah i i think that um with series like this i always have a little bit of trepidation starting in the middle um obviously there are there are times when you don't know that a book is part of a series right if you're just downloading things you're not sure uh then you would start somewhere and then go oh no i didn't do my research well enough this is actually a series but also do you enjoy in general these kind of things or is Karen Rose specific for you in terms of you know just having um series that go on forever like there's there's 12 books in this series are you usually that kind of a reader you invest in a a longer series okay I do like series but not 12 books (laughs) so right um but to me it also um is how the book is ended there has been times where I've read books and I did not like the ending I'm like wait but I want to know more what happens now and then there's there's no there's no book after that there's no series and I'm like Mm. I wish there was a series 
Um, because the, but, the author is prepping to keep going, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And with Karen Rose in specific, I feel like um, her series do connect, but also each book is different and there's something different happening versus I feel like some, with other series, sometimes it's just a continuation of the same characters, just different things happening. Um, the plot might be a little bit different, but in this case, it's not really like that. Um, so I enjoy that because sometimes with series, if there's a continuation of the same characters, um, that can get a little boring for me. Right, right. Oh, like the journey gone a little too long. Kind of like some of the TV series we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Grey's Anatomy. Um, anyway. <laughs> or like Harry Potter and how many series is Harry Potter? I know you love Harry Whoa, Potter. whoa. It's a whoa, seven. Whoa, it is. Whoa, whoa. whoa yeah. Let's <laughs> pause there. We pause. You don't want to get that. You don't want to say that to Ramya. <laughs> This is what happens when my friends come on the show, Nazreen. They they pick at my weaknesses, um, at my vulnerable spots. I like it. <laughs> I support it. Sarah, I, I promise you I am not just doing this because you mentioned Harry Potter with Vane, but uh, we do have to go. So thank you so much for coming on the show, for recommending Karen Rose. I admittedly have not read any of her novels yet, but I'm super intrigued uh, after having this conversation with you. So appreciate the recommendation. Appreciate you opening up about your listening habits to audiobooks and hope to have you back on the show soon thank you so much for having me on and i look forward to coming back again for sure as long as you signed a uh, contract saying that you're not going to bring up harry potter that's that's why um, do that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one <laughs> as she awaits for her um, decision on the contract we're gonna take a break and we'll be back next week with more audiobook talk here on ami audiobook review i'm ramia ambathan here with me with nisreen abdel majid until then happy audiobook listening This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.